welcome to the Equipus Church Surrey podcast. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Welcome everyone. How are you doing? It's an exciting season coming up, hey? Christmas and all that goes with it. Well, this morning um, I want to share with you a message uh, called, if you're writing notes, it's called The Power of Thanksgiving. The Power of Thanksgiving. Now, I know that there's a holiday coming up, especially if you're American or you live in America. Our American friends have a special day dedicated once a year to something called Thanksgiving. And uh, they eat lots of food and gather with families and so on. But I'm not talking about that particularly. I'm talking about, or I want to talk about this morning, a lifestyle of Thanksgiving, a lifestyle of giving thanks and also about the surprising power we have access to when we live a life like that. Um, As you know, the Bible is full of encouragement uh, for us to give thanks to God. So right throughout the Bible, we read verses like, give thanks to God for He's good. Give thanks in every circumstance. Um, Abound in thanksgiving. Give thanks always and for everything. It's just the Bible is full of that sort of encouragement. And... Actually, I think probably everyone in this room, if you've grown up in any kind of a Western culture, you are trained from a very young age to say thank you. Are you not? To say please. You know, when uh, someone opens a door for you, when someone brings you that coffee in a cafe, you just say thank you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Ta. It's just a reflex. It's just automatic, isn't it? But I want to tell you, Giving thanks to God is more than just a polite, thank you, God, thank you so much. There's more to it than that. How do we know? How do we know? Because the Bible tells us. Okay, so I want to help you to to see what is the type of thanksgiving that we need to have that really pleases God. And to do that, it... uh, what um, I found has helped me is to look at the many different words in the Bible that are either in Hebrew or Greek that involve thanking God in some way. There are actually many of them, but I'm just going to give you two, two this morning that I think particularly encapsulate what it means from God's point of view to give thanks. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for some Hebrew? Good. The first word is called Yada. Can you say that with me? Yada. So the accent's on the da. Okay? So yada. So yada. There we go. That's the spelling. So this is the type of giving thanks and praise or even worship where we lift our hands. So it's a bit like the Y in yada. You know, it's not like Y as in YMCA, but the Y as in like that. Your hands outstretched. See, someone got that laughing away there in the third row. So it's an outburst of spontaneous praise that goes beyond just lip service. It's when the body and the mind follow what's going on in your heart when you're just like, wow, God, you did this wonderful thing. Thank you. That's why we, at the start of the service, the first song we sang was, I throw my hands in the air. Is that right? I throw my hands to the sky because I am so alive. And I just want to give you praise. There's something exuberant about this type of praise. And you know what? We're actually wired to do that. You don't have to really try 
to say, oh, okay, I'm going to just raise my hands and praise God. You're actually wired to do that. How do I know? Well, every time we have a football match and we look at the crowd when there's an amazing goal scored, what does the crowd do in that stadium? Do they do, do they say, oh, jolly good show, old chaps. <laughs> that was a spiffing goal. Well, don't you agree down the road? Of course not. You know what they do. They jump, they leap out of their seats, hands in the air. They're kissing their neighbor, even if they don't know them, they're hugging them. All the COVID rules are totally out the window. But that is an exuberant praise because they just saw something that they're so grateful for because it's their team that is winning. So the point I'm trying to make is we're wired. It's in us, but we just have to let it out. And we let it out when we just realize how grateful we are to God for what he's done for us. So that's yada, okay, yada. Then we come to another word called toda. Toda is actually how you're supposed to say it. Can you say that? Toda. There you go. Now, this is a sort of giving thanks and praise when it's something you do no matter what is going on in your life. It may be good stuff is going on. It may be terrible stuff that's going on, maybe difficult stuff, but you just find something in you because it actually starts down here. It starts with a heart of gratitude to God that no matter what's going on, what I see around me, I'm able to just find something in me that says, God, I trust you, I need you, I praise you, you are there for me. So it's how, that sort of thanksgiving comes from a grateful heart. And here's the amazing thing. Giving thanks to God with this heart of gratitude, not only is, does God love it and we loving God and we honoring him, but actually doing that sort of thanksgiving changes you, transforms you, and can even transform the situations around you. I don't know if you realize that, but that's what I want to unpack this morning of how that works. So there is, that's why I've called the message today, the power of thanksgiving. There's a supernatural and a natural power to it that I think many people don't even realize. So point number one is thanksgiving transforms us. Giving thanks transforms, changes us in a positive way. I don't know if many of you know this, but uh, I'm a medical doctor for many years, and I love to always bring science from time to time in my messages to just show you the power of how it all fits together, our spiritual life, our physical life, our emotional life. God just ties it all together in a beautiful way. So this is what scientific studies have found again and again over the last decade or so. Lots of research has been done in this whole area of expressing gratitude. Okay, and I'm talking about intentionally expressing gratitude, Don't, not just feeling it, not just thinking it, but actually expressing it with your, our words, with our actions, jumping up and down. And this is what um, scientists have said, that people who consciously count their blessings, you're familiar with that term, or express this type of gratitude, are less stressed, less depressed, 
Depression can even heal, it can turn around. And so they say that giving thanks is a natural antidepressant. Is that incredible? No side effects. <laughs> Counting your blessings, expressing gratitude can even strengthen your immune system. Now, I find that really incredible. What science is saying is that when we regularly express gratitude, something happens in our, the very cells in our blood, in the organs of our body, like the bone marrow, the spleen, and other areas of the immune system, that something powerful happens within them to strengthen them just by being people who regularly count our blessings or give thanks. Isn't that incredible? Not only that, the list, there's a bit of a list. I'm going to read it fast. Giving, uh, having a heart of gratitude, giving thanks, lowers your blood pressure, you sleep better, you're more alert when you're awake, you have a better sense of well-being and life satisfaction, you start to notice the good in the world and good in the people around you, you're more generous, you're more compassionate, um, you're more secure, you're more connected, you're basically happier. Isn't that amazing? Now, a little bit more um, information to give you. A recent study showed how expressing gratitude worked as a form of treatment in people who had mental health issues. So st the study was done on folk who were already receiving mental health counseling. So they were already receiving help, and particularly for depression and anxiety. Okay, anxiety, I don't know if you know, is the number one mental health issue in the world today. So this study looked at uh, how to how a certain intervention helped. So they got this group of people and divided them into three groups. They all were receiving counseling, okay, professional counseling. The first group, they kept them with only receiving counseling, nothing added. The second group, they told them, we want you to write a letter once a week, once a week for 20 minutes, for only three weeks, but in that letter, we want you to write your deepest thoughts and feelings about the most stressful and upsetting experiences in your life, and just do that. So, a 20-minute letter, three times over three weeks. That was group two. Group three, they said, we want you to write a letter of gratitude to a person that you haven't properly thanked up till now. And again, write that letter for 20 minutes, once a week for the next three weeks. And the, the participants were encouraged to describe specific things that the person did for them, how the person impacted their lives, how they felt towards that person. For example, one person in the study wrote, Dear Mom, I want to thank you for all the things you've done for me. You've always been there for me, no matter what, even when I've treated you badly or not been fair to you, you have always been there for me. I thank you, Mum, because even during bad times, you have kept by my side and have not let my negative comments or attitudes affect you. And they went on like that. Isn't that lovely just to hear that? And some of those folks sent the letters to people that they wrote to, and others just didn't send them. And Here's what they found. Can you guess which group did the best in terms of their mental health improving after a few weeks? 
it's interesting. It's not the group who let go of their negative feelings and concentrated on that. It was the group who wrote the letters of gratitude that were found to have significantly improved four weeks after the last letter and even 12 weeks after the last letter. The scientists were absolutely amazed that there was such a lasting effect for just writing three letters once a week. So, what they're saying is that, or rather what I want to tell you this morning is the power of thanksgiving is really something that comes from the power of a grateful heart, but that needs to be expressed. Why does this work? Why did that experiment work? And here's where neuroscience really helps us. All the brain scans and things like that that have been done for this sort of research has shown these key things. That when you express gratitude, as I said, with your voice, with your writing, uh, with your actions, you know, dancing, whatever you do, it changes your brain. It actually heals your brain, strengthens your brain, it releases chemicals in your brain, the good chemicals that help you feel good, help you to feel positive, help you to even feel a sense of hope. And it squeezes out the negative feelings. In fact, what science is saying is that it's impossible to feel gratitude and feel negative at the same time. Isn't that great to know that? So if any time you're feeling down and you're feeling negative, if you could just muster up enough strength to say, no, I'm going to make a decision this moment to switch over to starting to give thanks, starting to be grateful, straight away, your brain changes and you start to release good chemicals and your brain starts to get back into the healing mode. But gra uh, gratitude takes practice, like any skill. So you saw the guys up here playing the instruments and singing. You know, they all practice for hours and hours, for years and years to get to this level of being able to play in front of an audience. In the same way, Gratitude needs practice because it's a skill. Why is that? Why do we have to practice gratitude? Because as I said earlier, uh, the brain can either do one or the other, but also, did you know this, that the brain, the mind, have a default for the negative? Some people have said it like this, the mind is like a vel Velcro for the negative. Every negative thing you've ever been to or heard someone say over you or that you said about yourself is stuck in your brain and just doesn't like to budge easily. Whereas positive things that people have told you, even positive emotions, tend to be like water hitting a duck's back. It just tends to slide off very, very quickly. So therefore, we have to practice gratitude, okay? So I like to think of it like this. Gratitude is like a muscle in your heart that needs to be strengthened. So we all have it, just like we all have biceps and triceps. But, you know, if you, if you especially if you're men in the house, do you not want a nice, you know, set of biceps to impress the ladies? Can I get an amen? Oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> no one's that interested here. Never mind. Wrong crowd, wrong crowd. But if you were, if you did want to um, strengthen your biceps and look good, what would you do? What would you do? Yes. So pull some weights. So 
I have a handsome assistant here in the house who's got to wait for me. His name is Ravi, if you're, not, if you're listening on audio. He's my husband, so it's all good, all good. So I've got this weight, 1.5 kg, okay? So if I want to strengthen my biceps and triceps, I have to put myself to doing a regime of something like this every day. Isn't that right? Yeah? And that would get me some results, wouldn't it? I would slowly but surely be strengthening my arm muscles. In the same way, I must practice my gratitude every day. Because the more my gratitude muscle is strengthened, actually science says that gratitude in my heart starts to take up space, starts to expand, starts to have more influence in the way I think, in the way I behave, in the choices of what I latch onto in my brain and what I choose to let go of. And um, actually, science has almost come up with a formula. And here, let me tell you, holding on to a good experience for 20 seconds is what it takes to create positive structural changes in the brain. Okay? So, it could be 20 seconds of just saying, God, I just... Let's not even start with God. It could be just 20 seconds of you just saying, I'm so happy today. I'm so grateful that the sun is shining, that I get to be with people that I like. And I'm, and I'm so grateful I'm going to have some tea and coffee afterwards with cake. That could be 20 seconds. You already made changes. But how about we go next level and we do something that we know comes really from the heart where we thank God. So here's what 20 seconds of thanking God is like. It's just so quick. Okay, so here we go. I'm watching the clock. So God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you that I'm alive. I thank you that I get to do stuff that's going to help other people. Um, I thank you, God, that I get to watch baptisms today of people who are just saying yes to Jesus and moving on and just letting go of things of the past and getting stronger in their heart and stronger in their soul. Stop. That was only 20 seconds. If you can do just 20 seconds a day, imagine what's happening to your brain. Imagine if you can do that morning, noon, and night, or when you're driving in your car. And, um, you know, it could be things like saying, you're stuck in traffic. And you think, oh, no, not again. Oh, this happens to me every time. I'm blooming motorways. Why do they create them? And the smart motorways, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or you could say, all right, I'm stuck. I know what I'll do. Let me listen to that podcast. That's the longer one that I, that I normally listen to. Let me listen to that. But in your heart, you're saying, God, I just thank you that I am stuck. So what? I'm making use of this time. I'm listening to a podcast that I wouldn't have listened to otherwise. And I'm strengthening my heart and strengthening my soul. You get the idea? Yes. So you turn things around and make a declaration based on how you look at that situation. So how can we do this whole giving thanks thing? Well, we can write, as you, uh, as you heard earlier, write letters to people in our world that we never thank properly. Whether you give it or not to them, doesn't matter. You could bless them and make them happy and give it to them. Journaling, many people have heard of gratitude journals. You can buy them. Gratitude diaries. But be specific. Don't just say, for example, I'm so grateful for my family. Instead, write, I'm so grateful that my husband 
today filled my car with petrol because tomorrow I'm going on a long drive. Hey, get personal. Make it, uh, make it uh, more than just I'm grateful for my family. That's what helps. So writing, use your words. Use your words as you're driving, as you're in the shower, to just express thanks for all sorts of things. You know, nature, what's good in the world. Focus on the good stuff so that you are then less drawn to all the negative stuff in the news and in the social media and you just don't stay there. Another great way to express gratitude is singing. Ephesians 5, uh, as she says this in verses 19 to 20, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves, like we were doing this morning, making music in, to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything, which is what we were doing this morning. We were giving thanks to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So those are a few ways to practice gratitude. Um, but science does say that it can take a few days as human beings to feel the effects of gratitude. It may take a little while. If you just start today, it may take you a little while to feel the effects in your brain, in your body, in your emotions. But what about those times when we're really going through tough times? when we are maybe overwhelmed by stuff that goes on in the world or in our lives. Maybe we just lost a loved one and we're missing them terribly. What do we do? Times of trauma, times, times of devastation. Well, first I would say is that, you know, initially you will want to cry. Allow yourself to cry. You have to give a release to the pain and the sadness that you're feeling. That's part of being a human being. It's part of just life. In this life, bad stuff will happen. Okay? Because that's the, the, we live in a fallen world, the Bible tells us. But however, there's a supernatural element to all of this that science will not ever um, probably acknowledge. They can't do brain scans on this sort of thing. And this is basically an amazing recipe to help us when we're going through tough times. It's found in Philippians chapter 4. So it's not going to actually come up behind you, but jot it down or look it up in your Bibles. Verses 6 and 7, it says this. So you can jot down these steps. It actually says it like this. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not. I said to you, the number one mental health issue in the world is anxiety. The Bible is saying, do not. Do not be anxious, but this is what you do. In every situation, whatever tough time, whatever horrible time you're going through, whatever grief you're experiencing, by prayer and petition, meaning we pray to God earnestly and humbly, and we say, we present our re request to God. We say, God, this is what I need right now. I need your help. I need your comfort. I need sleep today, God. God, I need your wisdom to know what's the next step with this horrible situation. But in between... That, bit, that verse where it says we should pray and ask God, it says with thanksgiving. It's like, God, come on, God. Are you being real here, God? You're saying that I've got an anxiety and don't be anxious. I should pray to you, yes. But you're saying thanksgiving. Thanksgiving what? Thanksgiving for the horrible thing that's just happened? No, no, no. What God is saying is thanking him for things that you know you can thank him for in that moment. E.g., 
acknowledging. So if you lost a loved one, you say, God, I thank you that I even had so many years with this loved one. I thank you for all that they brought to my life, the joy, the blessing. The, the, I thank you for the memories. You can say, God, I thank you for these people who are comforting me right now, who are helping me as I go through this pain. Thank you, God. Thank you. Why do we do all that? Because God says that when we do all those things, verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends, it's literally unexplainable. It's over and above everything of understanding. Will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen? So that there's a great formula, great recipe for what to do when we are going through those tough times. The Bible also tells us other things which I don't have time to go into today, but it tells us that when we don't give thanks to God, when we are not thankful people, when we feel a sense of entitlement, like, God, why haven't you done this for me? Why haven't you brought that blessing into my life? When we become like that, the Bible actually tells us that our minds become dark and confused. Okay, you can look it up later. It's particularly Romans 1, 20 and 21. So we don't want to go down the, uh, the road of being unthankful. But it's like if you're not thankful intentionally, you will end up being unthankful. Unthankful. Yeah, just like if you're not intentionally having a life of gratitude, you'll automatically default to the negative. Okay, so don't be folk who think that you can just sit on the fence. No, today, make a decision. I want to be a thankful, grateful person, giving thanks with my lips, with my writing, with my expressions every day, each and every day. Amen? Amen. So that's just my point number one. Thanksgiving, transform your, transform your life. The point number two is very short, and maybe the band can come up and join me. Point number two is thanksgiving opens the door for miracles. Miracles. So we see this in Jesus' life again and again. And one example is the feeding of the 5,000. Basically, to summarize the story, in this situation, there were 5,000 men and many more women and children. So maybe 15,000 people. 15,000 people that Jesus and his disciples had to feed. And what happened, probably many of you know the story, he got all they had amongst all those was five loaves, two fish. And what the Bible says is that Jesus took that, looked up to his Father in heaven, gave thanks, blessed it, and distributed it. Literally, the food was multiplied before their eyes. So what do we see here? That Jesus gave thanks for something that was never going to be enough. He would have known, how on earth is this going to be enough? I don't know, but I'm going to give thanks for it. And here's what I've learned from that miracle. When we are not able to be thankful for what is not enough, we are never going to see the more than enough. Can I say that to you again? When we are not able to be thankful what is not enough we are never going to see the more than enough that we're all wanting and I just want to end with just a testimony just from our lives so um, I talked about Ravi husband we've been married 35 years woohoo thank God 
made it 35 years and may there be many more, another 35. But the first five five years of our marriage, uh, the first year of our marriage, we got a house, a wonderful house. It had two and a half bedrooms, half because it was actually a box room, enough for a bed and a bookshelf, that was it. And we had one bathroom. It's fine for a couple. But over the next few years, we've got two children, we've got an au pair because we were both working full time. Then Ravi's mum and dad came to stay with us because they were not well. So basically we ended up with seven people living in a house with two and a half bedrooms and one bathroom. So can you imagine the roster for using the bathroom? was very tight, very strict. Anyway, we, were, we got into the, those latter years and we were like, my husband and I are like, oh gosh, Lord, we need a bigger house. We need a bigger house. Every time we looked for a bigger house, we couldn't afford it. They're getting more and more expensive. And we kept saying, God, we wish we could have a bigger house. Oh, we, this house is too small. This house is not enough space. And there's only one bathroom, da, da, da. Nothing happened. Then one day we got this revelation of thanking God, even when you don't have enough. So we completely changed our language and we just said, God, we thank you for this house. We thank you that we even have a roof over our head. We thank you that we even have one bathroom. Many people do not. And then as we kept thanking God for the things that we did have, something changed in our hearts. And we actually said, you know what, we're not even looking after this house because we keep thinking we're going to go somewhere else. So let's just look after this house. Let's do some painting, some repairs. Let's change the carpet, which is like 200 years old. Let's just do something to make this house a decent, uh, honoring thing to God for even having this house. And basically within the one year from when we started, that's doing that. Within one year, we somehow finances came in. We found an amazing house and we had moved to a five-bedroom house with three bathrooms, enough for everybody to do what they needed. But what we learned at that time was that the power of thanksgiving is the power of a grateful heart that give, can give thanks no matter what's going on, no matter what pain is going on, no matter if there's not enough. Thanksgiving will transform you and sets you up for a miracle that only God can do. Can we give God a big hand of praise right now? And church, let's stand this morning. So in a few moments, we're just going through, going to go into our baptism time, but I just want to take a few moments um, to just give an opportunity for anyone who's here this morning and you've heard all the stuff that's gone on, you've heard the wonderful testimonies from the folk who are going to get baptized and uh, your heart's getting stirred this morning and your heart is getting stirred to say gosh, I want to know more about this Jesus, I want to follow him, I want to at least make the first steps to following him and if that's you today can help you by just leading you through a short prayer, which is how we begin. Just how we begin. Just the first step. So, as I lead you all in a prayer, I'm going to ask everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads. And at the end of the prayer, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up, just to wave to me, so that I can see if you want to just start that journey this morning. And then I can uh, put people around you who can just help you with that. Okay, so 
Let's just say this prayer together, all of us together. Dear God, I realize today that I need you to live this life. Jesus, would you be the Lord of my life? I want to give you my heart and my life today. every head bowed, every eye closed. If you said that prayer for the very first time and you want to um, just make those first steps to follow Jesus or if you're coming back after being away for some time, you want to come back and say yes to him. Would you mind just right now just shooting up your hand. Everyone else has got their eyes closed, head bowed and I just love to see you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? just looking around thank you so much bless you there's folk already saying yes to Jesus if that's you just want to start this journey just looking around one more a few more moments let me see you So if that was you and the folks who put your hand up, or even if you didn't put your hand up but you want to know more, come down to the front at the very, very end of the service and there'll be folk who'll be able to tell you what are your next steps. Okay, bless you. And I'm now going to hand it back to John Nash. Thank you, John. Thank you for listening today. If you'd like to connect with Equippers Church, then please visit equippers.co.uk and say hello. And if you enjoyed today's message, you can subscribe and share it with a friend.